Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your host and deal with J.P. Nunez. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? Well, J.P., I just watched Bloodsucking Bastards, and uh, <laughs> that Pedro Pascal is dreamboat. He is. He is awesome, just in general. He's he's one of my yeah. favorite actors working today, and he's great in this movie, too, you know? He is. It's kind of a muted role. Yeah. But I guess we'll get oh, yeah. into that. We'll uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yep. Um. Yeah. What's uh What's going on with you? What did you do this week? Oh man. So uh, I finished The Last of Us. Uh, you know, because yeah. Last of Us yeah. finished. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like you know, eight million people finished The Last of Us. But you know, what did you think of it? <laughs> you joined mid season. Um, I wasn't a fan of the finale. Without spoiling anything, I thought the people's plan wasn't very well thought through. What do you mean by um, what do you mean by the people's plan? We, we can talk about. Yeah, can you elaborate just a little bit more? Because I, I honestly uh, have without spoiling. Like it. You, to me, that sounds like you know, the Rock is the people's choice champion. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> no, when, when, so when I say the people, I mean the people in this episode who are not Ellie and. Joel. Oh, okay. So the fireflies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I understand what the episode is trying to do, but I don't think it makes their their plan doesn't make sense. You know, when you really think it through. Well, I trust me. I, I okay. mean, <laughs> uh, video game fans have have dealt with this for a long time on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is it, it plays out the exact same way that it does in the video game. Uh, we are, it's very much one of those things where you're like, wow, you know, uh, Ellie's the only one that has this immunity. She's extremely special. And, uh, the, their, their plan as, as you put it is to, uh, <laughs> basically make her not alive anymore, making her very less special, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, the, uh, the, the whole, um, the whole thing with, uh, how that all happens is, uh, it's silly. It's dumb. We know it. But the, the idea is, yeah, I get it, too. I get why they do it. Uh, I do kind of wish they'd cleaned it up a little bit, you know, just sort of, you know, like this process may kill her, like will kill her or whatever, because it doesn't it sort of doesn't matter. It's just the end result of it uh, has to be that for the rest of the episode to work. Um, for me, uh, the the thing that the thing that killed me in it, the sequence with with Joel going through the, the hospital, you know, to, to get her. Um, it's extremely fast moving uh, it, to the point mm-hmm. where like it, it, you know, you know that it's a time crunch, you know that there's this, but everything about it is, it, it, it doesn't play right to me. I, I don't know. That was, it was my biggest sort of gripe with the entire season. I thought the, the show was fantastic. Uh, very dramatic. It took its time. The pace was was great, and then this one scene and the whole thing—it doesn't work. Like there's there's something about it where like you kind of want it to be more mm-hmm. um, paced in real time, and you kind of want like because if the clock is ticking, it's sort of like twenty four, like Kiefer Sutherland, you know, like the, the show. It, it you kind of want to feel like you're in that moment with Joel having that in his heart like going to to rescue ellie like you you kind of want to have that emotion uh pinned on him and it for me it just didn't uh like it it didn't kick right on that on that factor 
the ending, uh, I, I've noticed a couple people griping about the ending a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, I thought it was perfect, because if the show is coming mm-hmm. back, you now have this whole extra stress level for the, uh, for the two characters, you know, like, yeah, like, she knows, she knows it's bullshit, and, and he knows, you know, that he's lying to her. It's gonna. It's it's strange for their dynamic, and uh, if you know anything about what happens in the second game, which I don't, uh, any anybody that uh, <laughs> anybody that knows anything is is just going. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, gonna be tough to watch. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like so. So that that ending, like Joel lying to Ellie, didn't bother me. I I I disagree with his decision to do that, and that's not what I would have done. But I think, as far as storytelling goes, like I think that's a that's a legitimate storytelling route for them to take. You know, it's two ends of the spectrum. rather than the Fireflies plan. So you have like for me, like I'm looking at it, and you have uh, what, what's her name? Marlene. You have Marlene mm-hmm. on on one end of it, where she's known. Uh, you know, we we finally see that Marlene has known uh, Ellie her entire life, mm-hmm. and we've gotten to the point where Marlene has has come to the conclusion that this is the only way forward um but joel who's just getting to know ellie is seeing how fantastic uh she is he's really feeling you know he's really feeling connection for her and it's kind of like it's love it's it's going to the end of the earth for somebody that you love you know going Mm -hmm. this person is special and screaming it from the rooftops kind of you know Mm -hmm. and i i think you can appreciate that I, I think that you can, you know, uh, yeah, it's probably not the best decision for humanity. Well, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that's where it's, it's the best decision for his humanity. <laughs> yeah, yes, but I, I see my, my problem with it is that uh, is that the movie didn't or the, the episode didn't convince me that that really is what's best for humanity. Like it's based on this one guy's theory and we have no idea how probable it is are there other theories are there ways for them to test for other theories before you know extinguishing that possibility that's the hope and when you get to season two it's it's a lot different it's not we're not living in the same uh story mm -hmm. you know the, the story definitely changes and it goes someplace else okay but as far as uh, th- this part of the story is concerned, it's no matter what, it's a sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. It's either Ellie is gone and Joel is back to, you know, mourning the loss of another daughter. Mm-hmm. Or the other part of this is that there's no guarantee that she would be humanity's savior. So mm-hmm. this could all be for nothing. And that's the hard part for Joel is that what if it doesn't mean anything? Mm-hmm. you know either way he's he loses mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah it, it is it's a selfish it's a selfish decision like he makes a selfish choice but... mm, I, I don't I, I don't think it's selfish i think or, or i mean maybe the way he goes about it is selfish but his motive for it isn't selfish I think his motive is genuine love for her is recognizing that. Oh no, that's, yeah. uh, that's apparent. That's not like, it's not, it's not anything to do with that, but we're talking about, we're talking about the good, the need of the many versus the needs of the few, you know, that, right. that stock mentality where it's, you know, 
he definitely chooses he chooses himself and her over the rest of humanity. It's right. Like, yes. Elma and Louise. It's, but at, know, at the same time, but at the same time, does the end justify the means? Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is but it, and that, it doesn't matter because it's a toss up. It's like anything else in the show. Uh, one moment can be going well, and the next minute, the person that was sitting next to you that you were just getting to know is gone, mm-hmm. and it's tragic. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole idea of the show is that. Um, what is human? What is love? What is you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. You know, we should just dedicate this entire episode to Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of it, we can talk about the Mandalorian. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess we go into that. I haven't started the new season yet, so that's uh, that's See, okay. Movie. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I've seen the first three episodes. Um, I didn't watch the the latest one that came out today. So far, it's good. Last episode, I wasn't a, a big fan of, but the first two, I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I, I like the show. I just I haven't gotten back into it yet. It's just mm-hmm. I just told you I just told you how messed yeah. up I was today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I, as I was saying before, we're doing uh, just so that nobody out there thinks that like I'm just messed up. Uh, <laughs> I, I we started uh, it's, it's film festival season for me. Uh, Boston Underground Film Festival starts today. I will be there all weekend. Okay. All right. So, uh, what else is on? Uh, what else is on Hobbs? Uh, oh man. Um, Scream Six. Scream Six. I guess we've got to talk about a little. You know, a little bit. We, we have to. Yeah. Um, I. What you. you Go, go for it. Okay, I was going to say, you and I both went out opening night. Uh, I think we started at the same time. We're both like sitting there next to each other at the end of the movie. Um, also, there's a, I hope you stayed for the last, the after credits scene. <sighs> yeah, I did. It was, such I thought good, that was... it was such a good troll. No, it wasn't. Oh, I, I is, oh, man. For anybody who hasn't seen it yet, you do not need to stay for the post credit scene. It is, no, it is completely unnecessary. It's a you joke. will thank me. Don't, don't stay. Don't stay. It's not perfect. It's stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. It's a waste of time. Yeah, well, because you're expecting content. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if they're going to have something, you might as well make it worth my time. You know, yeah, have to that, sit I mean, that sort of scream, isn't it? It sort of subverts expectations and does something different. That's what we like. Yes, but not a, yes, but not, not a waste, waste my time. time. <laughs> yeah, you know? Oh, I thought oh, it was man. so cool. But, but other than that one scene, I thought the rest of the movie was fantastic. Um, I, I had my issues with it, Yeah. but on the whole, I thought it was great. It's, I mean, great. It's only March, but it's one of the best movies I've seen all year. Um, I think it's going to still be, maybe not, it's probably going to be top 10 of the year come December. Um, it'll maybe lower end, but, uh, I mean, judging from where I, I put screen five last year, I think this one will probably come in at the lower end of top 10, maybe top 15. For me, oh, I, I um, think it's way too soon to judge on that end, you know, for, for I, uh, that, yeah, but, but you know. like I said, it's, it's film festival season for me. So I'm about to see everything that, you know, I end up like way better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Scream 6, I, I had a, uh, I don't, I, I had just sort of a medium reaction to it. Uh, you know, really fine. Uh, you know, it's, it's okay. It's a lot of fun. And I, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of fun watching it, but, um, when they got to the reveal, I was like, 
this is so that that was, was so yeah mad. I was like I thought the, I thought the kills were were terrible they were the, they were the hands down the worst part of the movie yeah um, I mean I, I yeah. get what they're doing because it's it's very mm-hmm. extreme too you know like um the, the it's the same sideways reveal I, I I think it's great that we talked about Scream five last week or two mm-hmm. weeks rather. Uh, we're gonna keep saying last week every time. It's you know, it's we're yeah, yeah. Eleven episodes in, and we're still doing it. Um, <laughs> on that episode, we definitely talk about how that movie uh, killer, like Scream 2's killer, just sideswipes, comes out of nowhere. Uh, the only person mm-hmm. that really interacts with uh, Billy Loomis's mother is Gail. You know, so yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this movie does the same has that same. I mean, not really. It's not. It's it's not. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's it's not as it's not as sideswipe, but it is sort of a sideswipe. And the thing is, is like, I put it together early. There's a couple of meta jokes that are like are very they're very carefully placed and they're very silly. Uh, right down to hey, scream, you know, like one of the lines is like. Hey, Scream Three only had one killer. What an innovation! And I'm like, <laughs> like that's so stupid. I know now that there's. <laughs> okay. And it's, okay. And I mean, seriously, if you think about it, there's in this movie, like, um, and I think. No, 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 don't. Don't spoil anything. I do. Right <laughs> out. Leave it out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is like so also, what you said, also what you said before about the number you should cut that out too if you say so i will do i will do that <laughs> um but yeah it's just it, there was plenty of shit that just got to me real quickly in that movie and mm-hmm. i was like what are you, what are you mm-hmm. doing no you're going too far i'm like don't do this just have fun with it mm-hmm. you know get us where we're going and then then take off um happy to see kirby back that was fun Mm, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, she was cool she was cool yeah, yeah. so there was there was that um i i think it's good i think i like it better on a rewatch uh initial reaction mm, was mm-hmm. meh uh, you know i was like it's, okay. it's good it's not great but that that's me like yeah, i said yeah. I, I prefer the uh indie movies anyway i think they just have a lot more heart so uh mm-hmm. hey, fair enough Fair enough. I'm a little out of sorts, and I don't know where you go from here. I love the posters that are coming through for Scream Seven that are like uh, Ghostface in space and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, like, no. You know, just jumping the shark. No. We've gotten that far into the, no. you know, the slash no. universe. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no. It doesn't mean Scream, it's I, I, Listen, it's just a joke. I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about it because I love the Scream franchise. Yeah, okay, because like Scream is is my second favorite horror franchise of all time, and just the idea of them doing something that stupid and being that and making a movie that's that disappointing, it just it pains me. It hurts my little heart, Sean. You know. (laughs) Um, Out of curiosity, it's your second favorite franchise. What is your first favorite franchise? Evil Dead. I mean that could go to space. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, wait. So you know what, Sean? Evil Dead is your favorite franchise. Have you ever watched any of the House movies or the Ghost House movies? Uh, I've seen House and House Two, the second story. Okay. Uh, not a fan. Right, um, Ghost House, The Witchery. Uh, what was Evil? Never Dead. seen those. 
Uh, they, yeah, there's a whole bunch of like, uh, like Ita- um, house wasn't Italian. Those were sort of just ripoffs. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be. The person was trying to put them in the Evil Dead universe. They're fun. They're silly, and that that franchise yeah. is off the rails too. Yeah. House three and four are like different. You know, I think they have different titles now. They got switched up. They didn't huh. you know, keep going. But yeah, there's okay. a, there's a bunch of them. Like one of them is the horror show, and it's uh, uh hmm. I can't think of his name. Uh, it's like the guy gets electrocuted and he ends up in the house. It's sort of like Shocker. Um, hmm. Okay. And then I don't know. I don't remember what the fourth one was. Anyway, but yeah, there's there's several other house movies, and then there's uh the ghost house movies, which is Ghost House, Witchery, and I can't remember what Evil Dead Five was called, but they originally called it Evil Dead Five. <laughs> In uh, interesting, yeah, it's I think it's like um Beyond Darkness, maybe that's what it's called, Beyond Darkness. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Never even awesome. heard of them. It's uh, it's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's just, uh, uh, just got out there, but I, I also I've been wanting to watch uh, the Scream. Uh, Screambox did a uh, Indian version. It's called Shh. of Evil Dead. No, of Scream. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Bollywood version. I'm, I'm totally into that. I, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, all right, all right. I'm not a huge fan of remakes in general. So the idea I of I don't think it's gonna be a remake. <laughs> you know, like Bollywood films are big on like um having like musical interludes and, and big, yeah, that's that's not my movies. thing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I'm just kind of interested to see if it's you know if it's good or if it's a shit show. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I just kind of yeah. want to know what's going on there. So uh, all right, yeah, you watch it and let me know. <laughs> and then if I like it, you won't watch it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't like it, I still won't watch it. All right. I think you know we've done twenty minutes on it. Literally, just last <laughs> episode, six. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump into uh, blood sucking back. All right. Let's do that. All right. All right. So let's get into blood sucking bastards. Oh, I'm excited. I love this movie. You know, th- um, it's pretty much just Office Space with vampires. It's kind of great. It's yeah, it's and I love Office Space and vampires. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's, sil- it's silly and simple, and it's it's uh, good. Mm-hmm. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Is, so you know, I think I did the synopsis last week, so I think it's your turn, JP. Is it though? Yeah, Are you I, sure it, about yeah, it? I think it, I think I'm gonna make you do it because I did the last one. Oh, we don't have a all guest. Right, all, right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So there's this guy Evan, right, and he works at this office selling nonsense stuff. Um, they're like phone salesmen, I mean, like over the phone selling just like novelty, like stupid novelty items. I think it is, um, and he thinks he's gonna be made sales manager at his office uh but it ends up that his boss chooses he brings in someone else from outside to be the sales manager and it's this guy max played by pedro pascal uh who is evan's nemesis arch nemesis from college they hate each other um and not only is evan's arch nemesis his boss now but soon enough weird things start happening and people start changing and disappearing 
And it ends up that Max got his MBA from this school in Romania, which is the country that Transylvania's in, uh, for all you geography nerds out there. And so this really saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And so and so this school turned him into a vampire, and basically their business strategy that they taught him is turn everybody into vampires and they'll be efficient workers. And so Evan eventually finds out what's happening, and he and a few friends have to essentially stop it and kill all the vampires. The end. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a little bit more gore and uh, stuff. Here. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, but as far as the synopsis goes. Oh, you did good. You did good. Oh, thanks, Sean. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sure my approval means a lot to you. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it means as much as it should. Bam, snap. Let's get it. Ooh, uh, yeah, all right. All right. So for me, uh, the biggest thing in this movie is it's a character study. It's uh, it's really just a bunch of really great characters in a very simple uh, thematic angle. Mm-hmm. You know that that's it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the, the characters are written so freaking well. I mean, first you got mm-hmm. uh, Evan is played by Fran Kranz. For anybody that doesn't know who Fran Kranz is, uh, he what was it? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. He's the stoner. Yeah. yeah. He's a stoner from Cabin in the Woods. He was also uh, the You Might Be the Killer. Have you ever watched that with uh, him and Allison Hannigan? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. Oh, that's fun. That's a good one. Uh, she works in a video store. Okay. They're not even in the same movie together. Like, it's it's freaking wild. But uh, there's that. And then uh, Joey Kern, who's... Uh, you, you know what I know Joey Kern from is, uh, realistically, is a movie called Grind that came out in the 2000s. And Cabin Fever. Huh. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, he's in... He's in Cabin Fever, really? Yeah, he's the guy that sort of like ends up getting it going. Like he's doesn't he? Uh, oh no, he's the guy at the end that I think he's the only one that makes it out and he ends up getting shot in the river. Or okay, is that, or is that right? No, right. Strong ends up in the hospital. Yeah, no, yeah. the shot in the river sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, you, you, yeah, you know what it is because his mustache in this one, he looks, he looks different. You know, like he looks like a different person. With, with the oh, mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think he... Does he have the mustache? I haven't watched Cabin Fever in a while. I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 so, so. So I just watched Cabin Fever for the first time a few weeks ago, and I hated it. So I don't a remember of much of it. I don't like Cabin Fever. And I think oh, it's so bad. I think it's really... I see, that's the thing is, like, I really like... It's, it's a blood and gore movie. Oh. Like, that's it. It's really a body melt, uh, body horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot to it. Uh, you know, I can admit that. But... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoy it. I think it's. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, they did try to remake it a few years ago, and I hear really? it's like, I hear the remake is absolutely horrible. Oh man, um, I am not surprised. I hope you didn't watch the remake. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I watched the original Eli Roth version. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the good yeah. one. Yeah, pancakes. That's yeah. that's my quote unquote, That's my good. Dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Pancakes. Dude, that's right. my guy. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, uh, so back that. to blood sucking bastards. <laughs> um, then uh, Joel Murray, who is from uh, God, uh, God bless America, the the Bobcat Goldthwait movie, and uh, Darwin Gregg. That's what I recognize him from. Emma Fitzpatrick, okay. who for some reason her name is coming up a lot more often uh, recently. Uh, I watched a movie called Take Back the Night with her in it, uh, where uh, she plays a assault victim. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the hell out of that she's also been in like the social network and uh in time 
uh, which are both uh, Justin Timberlake films. She's also in the collection. Um, the oh, collect, really? Yeah, the collected. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, that's Marcus Dunstan also just put her in uh, his latest film, uh, Unhuman. Uh, so, yeah, she's been around in the horror uh, universe cool. quite a bit. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, cool. I, I like her. I like her especially in this. I think that she's very good. Oh, she's great. She, I, 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 I think the whole cast is great. You know, yeah. they they all play their roles really, really convincing. Like you really believe that these people are like you know either working in an office together. Yeah. Yeah. They kind, exactly. of, have, they kind of just have that like subtle working relationship that like is mm-hmm. sort of likable, and yet at the same time they're kind of at odds with each other because nobody in the office is doing any work. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get it. Um, exactly, exactly. I'm in an office most of the day, like that's, that's what it comes down to. It's yeah, very much mm-hmm. about, uh, you know weird temperance. Uh, but yeah, so mm-hmm. the other thing is, is, and I love the surprise cameos in here from like Pravesh uh, China, and uh, at the end we get um, Matthew Lillard just for that brief. Oh yeah, yeah, he's one of the the phallocyte people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, yeah. That, and so you, you mentioned in the thing that they're they're selling uh, various products, right? They are, they're they're yeah, uh, yeah. telemarketers. And they're just mm-hmm. like I think the phallocyte is is great because first of all when you put side on anything, it usually means kill something and phall means, you know, phallus like a yeah, well, so, is it phallus? Or phallus sight? Wait, 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 is it side with a D or sight with I, I a T? Because phallus side, like, like I know, thought it was phallus like, sight. Like, you, like you're killing, <laughs> you're killing a dick. Uh, I, uh, I, so I, I always thought that was kind of funny. N- <laughs> n- uh, according to Wikipedia, it's sight, C I T E. Oh, fine. I like it better my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it better my way, blood sucking bastards. Take that. Um, uh, I don't think they care. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. Yeah, <laughs> gone. Brian James O'Connell, the yeah. got his money and 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 moved on. You know, mm-hmm. not a lot of it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, the movie has great characters, um, and I mean, it, really, the characters are, are the the lifeblood of this movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's no different from like watching an episode of The Office. Every person on that show, yeah, has exactly, their, like literal own weird quirk or niche or you know, like uh, area of expertise and, and and things like that. And I mean, right from the get go, we see like the entire sales department isn't really putting any effort into, into their job of playing <laughs> uh, like a Call of Duty zombie game on their uh, yeah yeah, computer. and that's you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is where I want to work, you know, and up until you know, mm-hmm. vampires come rolling in. Right, right, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so uh, we have our main character Evan, who's uh, basically ostracized himself in the office for for one moment with his uh, <laughs> who also oh, with his girlfriend. Oh man, uh, and he, he, it came down to she said I love you, and he said no. <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. He wasn't just saying no. He goes no. no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, like the way he says it, it's just hilarious. 
<laughs> we we don't hear how he thinks the thing in the world to him because that's a whole joke too, where um Tim Joey Kern uh, says, oh that's how she said it or that's how he said it you know when she says it back to him. right but I mean like when they're recounting what actually happened like when you see it that first time the way he's like regardless of whether that's what yeah, actually happened or that's, that's just what, what they're imagining. Narrator. It, 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 it doesn't matter. The point is, it's hilarious, <laughs> you know? I mean, it just, ah, like the way he says it, it just, as if it's like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> oh, it you is. Know? I mean, that's the thing is, I think it's the last thing anybody wants to hear. And, and the worst part is, is like, I feel like maybe I've been in in a sort of sim, you know, similar situation once or twice. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say no. no. <laughs> I didn't want to do a, a different conversation, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's that's great. And then um, kind of switching gears a little bit, but the the guy Dave, who's yeah. trying to get the money for the NCAA pool, he's kind of like. It, he reminds me a lot of the guy in office space with the stapler. Oh yeah. A little bit. I I mean, he's a little awkward. He's a little, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I love the transformation on this because once, once he becomes a vampire, he's, he's, he's like super assertive and super scary. Like he's the exact opposite of what he was before, where he's just like this individual. Yeah. My cat's got diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. You know, (laughs) he's got a cleft palate. Yeah, the cat's got all the problems in the world, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my cat Mm -hmm. doesn't like it when I spend more time doing these kind of things for you guys." That's what I I didn't see Milton so much from Office Space. I saw uh, Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters, like that same sort of like okay, okay, that whole scene where yeah, yeah, okay, who brought the dog? And he's just going off about insurance (laughs) and and all this, right, right. That's that's uh, yeah, that was Tim. That was that same character. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, uh, good comparison. So that's yeah, yeah. But that I mean, that's that's the thing about this movie is that it's just it doesn't really get complex until that third act. Like I mean, you, it's really just going back and forth on the the small uh, character roles, which to be mm-hmm. honest with you is great because anybody that loves Office Space and anybody that loves horror is really gonna love this film. Like they're really gonna mm-hmm. get a connection to it and they're really gonna like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty much. I mean, the whether it's Office Space or The Office, I think that this has a uh, a good pull for the you know for an audience from there. So mm-hmm. I would I would recommend this to anybody that that loves those. Oh yeah, totally. But uh, beyond that, though, like I I think it's really weird. Like, because I looked this movie up on IMDb and it's got like a fifty percent, it's like five point seven. Uh, on imdb and i go why i go this movie's like fun it's hilarious it's you know it's got a lot of like just quirky little things i mean some of the humor is a little you know early 2000s i suppose it came out in 2015 but it, 2015 yeah but i also don't necessarily think it's super like offensive either like i don't like i think it's just fun. no i don't think so yeah like so mm-hmm. i mean you know what i mean like those early 2000s films sometimes you go back to them mm-hmm. and you go, Oh my god, that wasn't all that long ago. And it oh, like uh, like <laughs> like like Cabin Fever. <laughs> Why does that have does that have a pencil zombie in it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, it does. Squirrels. I don't remember. <laughs> I it, it's for the best. I'm pretty sure it's squirrels, but it's some animal. Pretty sure squirrels though. But there, there there's there's a lot. Yeah, it, it's for the best that you don't remember. 
it's it's really stupid. It's it's oh man. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Seeing some of those movies now, I'm sure. Like if I watched Cabin Fever now, I probably wouldn't have the same effect on me as it did back in Mm -hmm. 2002 or something. I think it was 06. Okay, all right. I don't know if around that time. I you know Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean that if you if you go, but first of all, grind too. The the other movie that I was talking about with Joey Kern, I I went back and watched that not so long ago. I think it was on HBO or or something, and I ended up seeing it. And I go, mm-hmm. you know, I I remember when it came out, it got super terrible reviews. It got like uh, like a one star rating and all this. And me and uh, my buddy, we we went and saw it. We kind of liked it, you know. It was kind of just funny and silly. And he was the comic relief in it. Um, watching it now, it's not like you go, okay, there's some cringeworthy, you know, like it's, it's that early two thousands, late nineties, like sort of comedy. That's just sort of like, uh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. cringeworthy. And yeah, like I'm, you know, I wasn't always the best judge of <laughs> films back then. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, this one I think you know I understand why it has low like, like why it would have like a low rating on IMDb or I'm not sure what its Rotten Tomatoes rating is, but I'm pretty sure its critic rating is probably not great either. And like I get that because the 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 humor is pretty it's on the lower brow end of the humor spectrum. I mean, it's not as low brow as something like is what. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's lowbrow, you know. And it's not it's not it's not as lowbrow as is what. It's basically physical comedy for the most part. I mean, there's some like I mean, there's some classless jokes in there, but there's uh, you know, for the most part, it's just to me, it's. I mean, uh, I don't. It, it's 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 kind of it's kind of on the 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 stupider. Maybe lowbrow is not the right word, but it's it's kind of it's kind of stupid comedy. You it know. Is. I mean, I, I think that's where we get some of the, the the sillier movies that stand the test of time too. Like, um, mm-hmm. actually, his tomato read, rating is higher than its uh, Metascore um, and uh, what you um, IMDb rating. IMDb. It's got sixty-seven well, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's a little okay. bit. It says gets a few gallons of B movie fun out of its sanguine humor and solid cast. Sanguine humor is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm saying. It's it's very gory, it's very bloody. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, which is which is you know it's not for everybody. But it says you know? it isn't quite as wild as its title might suggest, which is fine. Like I mean, I mean, I, I could understand. Yeah, I don't think that it's not though. Like I, I think I had more fun watching it this time around than I did the first time around. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot okay. of fun watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's super fun. It's super it, fun. It's yeah, super yeah. Fun. Like, I, so what I was saying is like some of those movies that stand the test of time. Like Happy Gilmore doesn't have like a, a, a high rating. Tommy Boy doesn't mm-hmm. have. Like, rating you know stuff like this yeah yeah movies that a lot of people go back to and and watch over and over Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. my favorite like comedies is is a movie that like really just didn't get any any sort of love it's called uh brain donors it's a marx brothers Hmm. remake basically it's of uh and duck soup sort of put together and um it it is it's just a tribute to the marx brothers and i it's just a silly uh slapstick comedy that's you know yeah, it's got dated humor and it's got all of that in it, but it's one of those movies that I grew up with. I grew up, my family grew up with, that you know, we just mm-hmm. really enjoy. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's the thing is that we go back to those kind of movies that have sort of a, an effect on us, in a, of course, in a nostalgia aspect. I think everybody goes back to that. But, 
Oh, of course, and, of course. Um, I think that this movie aligns with a lot of that. I think it's just mm-hmm. fun and yeah. silly and good. And I'll defend it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I mean, there's some jokes in there that, yeah, you go, mm, yeah, a little bit, but it's it's not as bad as some, as some films. You know, you go back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think part of what makes this movie so good too is not just that it has great characters, not just that it has great comedy, but it also has some pretty good horror too. You know, I mean the horror is not like top top notch, but you know, when the movie's building up tension, when people, you know, are about to be attacked by vampires, like it, it's pretty, it, it, it's good enough in I, those I scenes. Say, I don't know? think that I'd go good enough. I think it is effective. I think you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. It, it, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's not great, but it's good. And I think, you know, given, given how great everything else about the movie is, that's good enough for the movie to be really, really good. You know, okay. although the, 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 there is one scene that I think is genuinely excellent. It's when um, when Evan is he's being chased in the office by he has, at this point he doesn't know what it is yet. Yeah. It ends up being the gender. You know, he's being chased and yeah, he, he locks up in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you know, right, you know? too, by the way, that's one of the writers of the film. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was a gender's name was Jerry, which was a big yeah, yeah. Uh, in the film. Uh, but yeah, that's Sean Cowig, who's uh, the, the head writer of the film. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes. You know, so so he's he's being chased by ends up being Jerry, um, and he, he locks himself in a closet, and then he calls Amanda to let her know what's going on, and Max answers the phone because because Max is you know. Talking, he's at her apartment or her house, you know, talking, supposed to be talking business, but he's trying to seduce her, right? But she just wants to talk business, it ends up. And what's great about it is like he's on the phone with Max, and Max makes it very clear that he has some very sinister intentions for Amanda. And just the tension of, you know, like what's actually going to happen, you know, Amanda doesn't know what Max really is. And just, I, 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 I think that whole scene is executed really well. It's really suspenseful. There's a lot of tension. And you, you're genuinely afraid for Amanda because you don't know what's going to happen to her. You know? And I think that's that's probably the best horror scene in, uh, in, the, film. in the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. So for yeah. me, like the, I think the Pedro Pascal stuff on the couch, I think that's just him playing aloof. Like, and I think he does a fantastic mm-hmm. job of it because – Oh yeah. He's playing a dick in this movie, and he like he's mm-hmm. a dick, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, yeah. Because it's it's that rivalry that they obviously have, Evan and and um, uh, his character Max. Max and Max, yeah. I'm terrible with character names. If I haven't mentioned that before. <laughs> um. So. You and me both. Yeah. So. Uh, it it is. It's it's a good rivalry aspect, and like he's sitting there on the couch, and he, what is it? They just got like a takeout, and. He's yeah, yeah, something like that. He's like, yeah, I don't know what's next and all, all this. And uh, it's very, you know, baiting. And it's mm-hmm. like totally on purpose. And I like, there's just, he knows what's going on. He's obviously done the master plan. And what what I feel like, and so this, I, I don't know whether this is a, a miss or it, it kind of feels like it's embedded into the whole plot scheme of the movie, but it never really like fulfills itself is that it almost feels like when Evan is going through those files 
at his desk and he sees like uh uh ted has been x'd out like he's he's given the boss oh yeah, yeah all that and he's got like some people are circled and those are the people he's starting to ban so those are the people the x's are the people that he's killing and he figures it you know mm-hmm. he figures it out once somebody tells him that they're all vampires <laughs> um <laughs> the for a second there, when he's not circled, the first thing I think is he is the Renfield, right? Like he is the guy that they're going to keep alive and make him keep doing his job. And he mm-hmm. and Max kind of tells him that towards the end. He's like, he's like, no, my plan for you is that you stay where you are. You watch. I'm going to be ageless, um, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna watch from your cubicle as you never go anywhere and you never do anything mm-hmm. or work for for me. And I go, mm-hmm. he's just a Renfield. Like, he's literally just a gopher. He's the guy that gets to go outside during the day, you know, but he can't because he's stuck in this windowless office with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I also think that that's a fantastic uh, starting um, jump-off point, too, is having the office be, like, windowless and, and everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. That first setup is fantastic. Like, it's just fluorescent lights, and they keep getting darker as the yep. movie goes yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um it it is it's just it's really just like me and my brothers will do this sometimes and we'll just sit around we'll maybe pick apart a movie just a little bit and have like fun with it uh from from the end of just sort of seeing things a little bit differently you know going Mm -hmm. well why did they do that instead of this and then we'll just sort of like have fun with it you know Mm -hmm. and uh that's kind of what it reminded me of is it kind of feels like a bunch of a bunch of people got together and they just sort of like maybe they were just picking apart their office and then you know started talking about like got somehow got onto the, the idea of vampire vampirism and this in this office space and like just went mm-hmm. that's what I really yeah yeah about it. is it just it kind of it's not serious it's totally irreverent and it's just kind of like comes from this like funny place you know like this just silly place and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's that's what I like about it. Is it just kind of and oh, uh, what what's his name? The uh, Frank Marshall Givens is like fantastic. Oh yeah, the security guard. Oh, he's great with all the the Colonel Sanders, all the like, all the military he's, stuff. He's super super strange quirks. Like when they're all like there and uh, they do the toast to each other, they they're like, well, either we'll live or we'll die or we'll get you know we'll get turned into a vampire and they have the drink together and then they all mm-hmm. go oh my god what was that and he's like oh it was bull piss <laughs> like <laughs> that you had the guy's always chugging red bull and then he's just got bull piss in a, in a uh, mm-hmm. flask <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah yeah that's kind of weird kind of weird it's really stuff, but I, I i think frank sells it and um i, I oh he totally does Marshall Givens and much of anything else and I think that that is uh, a pretty you know I'm like why not why haven't we seen you know uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was yeah. hilarious oh um, he was great yeah yeah so um, yeah 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 so so so, so yeah um, and, and and going back to Pedro Pascal and, 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 and his performance as Max one of the things I love about his uh, 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 one thing I love about his character is that, like, he's the perfect combination of charming, but you know there's something wrong with him. You know, like, like yes, he's super charming, and like you, you know, he's he's a very 
that you know he's very uh well charming you know and and, and you know you, you know, charming, <laughs> enchanting charismatic yes i got you yes he's all of those things you yeah. know nice but <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, like you can tell that beneath that, like you can tell it's a facade, but you almost don't care. You're like, you know, I, it doesn't matter that like you can tell that deep down he's really a jerk. Like I just still love this guy. You know, like he pulls off that balancing act super well. So I don't know if that's just because we know who he is now uh, so much. Because I remember watching this. Part I, when I don't think out. so. No, I remember mm-hmm. watching this when he came out. And I was like, that guy's a bastard. Like I was like, that guy sucks. Like uh, you know. Um, <laughs> And that was, you know, five, what was that, five, eight years ago? Eight years ago, yeah. We didn't know who Pedro Pascal really was. I mean, other than, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I think he was on Buffy. Like, that was all I knew. I was like, oh, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Wait, he was who? Father? Yeah. That was his Who was that? I honestly, like, I don't even remember. They put up a picture of it a couple weeks ago, him walking with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. And I was like, it has been years since Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's been 20 uh, years, yeah. you know? Um, uh, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, I don't remember Buffy, that. And that's the only thing that you can remember. All right. So I was like, oh, well, but he was in that, you know? like. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't remember him, but. good. He plays such a good part because, like, I didn't like him in this role. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. um, yes, he's got, he's got that charming aspect, but he's also in a weird way like uh this like i said this does feel like kind of like a 2000s comedy um because the bad guy is sort of that um person in power that thinks that they have more pull than they do uh that mm-hmm. thinks that they can get the girl that thinks that they can you know that kind of thing like uh to me like jeremy piven in uh, old school who plays sort of the dean uh character from animal house you know like it's it's sort mm-hmm. of that same that same thing that's going and yeah, so I just I, I didn't like him. I I think he's supposed mm, to. Mm. I think he does a great job being a dick in the movie. Um, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like Last of Us, where he is a far more complex character um, mm. with a lot mm. more uh, range and a lot more emotional uh, things to overcome and and get through. Here, mm-hmm. that, that's not the case. Like, if anything. If anything, Bloodsucking Bastard's biggest problem is how ridiculously shallow it is. Like, there really isn't any depth to this. Yeah. Story. It's very much a surface level comedy. And then. It, 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 it's just a fun time. Yeah. yeah that, okay. That's all. Yeah. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. a really brief 84 minute movie that once it's mm-hmm. over, you can go, like, okay. You know, like, that was a good time. Like, you know, put it in your repertoire for later or something, come back to it. it just fun. And then, but mm-hmm. yeah, like there's nothing complex about the, like I said, nothing complex happens in this film until the third act where like it, they're being chased by vampires and they have to come up with like mm-hmm. sort of a plan of attack, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. it, it I, I, I mean, it was like I, three episodes of a sitcom, you know, like thrown together. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, but it, I mean, but even when you get to the third act, like it's still not complex like they just go up there say hey we know you're vampires then they start fighting and you know so it, it's still pretty simple I, I the biggest the biggest complexity in this film is between uh joey Curran's tim and the uh, uh justin ware andrew all right who um andrew is the guy that is helping evan in 
overnight with the phallicide project. All right, and he that's when he gets bitten by the mm-hmm. uh, the receptionist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the be- that's the best that's the best arc in the movie is when Tim and and Andrew are. They're not even fighting. They're literally trying to come up with a scenario where they both so, where they both yeah 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 at the end exactly what they were doing well, and, 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 and they're like throwing the things and yeah yeah and he's like he goes uh, hey watch me stick my hand through this candy machine <laughs> it's hilarious like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, like he's obviously changed because his like uh, outward appearance has gone different and he's not as vaccinated mm-hmm. he just feels like he's uh, uh, more. Uh, a robust team member than he was previously mm-hmm. and, right right but for the most part he's still just the same guy like he's sitting there he's doing the same thing like neither of them want to kill each other they're both friends like i, I love that aspect of it that's where it gets the most complex is because it's still the same person in that in that role they've just uh mm-hmm. it's to me that's almost sort of human like uh, when we're in our twenties, you know, when in our twenties versus when we're in our like thirties or something, we go, okay, we've made a career out of this. We're doing this. This is what's happening. And it's, you know, it's, it's a loose analogy, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like it's like at some point you get a shit or get off the pot. Like you're making the you're making a conscious effort to improve your work situation, or you're just sitting in the same slump that you've always been in and and you're okay with mm-hmm. that. that's, that's sort of the difference between tim and andrew after he gets turned into a vampire and i think that's a lot of fun it's it's a different scenario okay you know mm-hmm. um it, it is it's, it's just a, a, a nice little light touch on the film and uh, that's probably the most complex that the film gets but it's still it's still complex as opposed to uh anything else in the film really Everything else mm-hmm. is just—it's blood, guts, gore, and and yeah, stupid, yeah, stupid stuff. Yeah. Like, yep. And speaking of speaking of blood, guts, and gore, what, 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 one of my one of my favorite things about vampires in general, like not just this movie, but the vampire subgenre in general, is how how malleable vampire lore is. You know, like with. With every new vampire movie, I mean, yeah, of course, there's certain constants that you kind of have to have to have a vampire movie, and there's certain things that even if they're not strictly necessary, like they they're pretty much constant. Uh, but but there's still other things that you know, like filmmakers and storytellers, they can just kind of you know make up their own rules for vampires. They can you know kind of switch things out or substitute things or change things however they want, and. and and so one of the things I love about watching vampire movies is seeing the um, is seeing the different vampire mythologies that different storytellers come up with and um, and seeing how they change the lore for their stories. And so for this one, it seems like pretty much the only like unique little twist they put on vampire mythology is that when when you kill them, <laughs> you know, they explode. Oh, that's no. Come it's a on. blood and guts. That's not from this. Like, like from Dust Till Dawn was doing it. Oh, that like, yeah, there's true. Plenty of other movies that have done the the blow up gag. Like, okay, well, 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 it, it, it's it's not unique, but it's something that you don't see that often that this movie incorporates. What I you know what I think so they definitely do the the personality change uh, the the 
the thing about light is the, the the funniest part of this movie to me is that oh yeah yeah it all takes place in a dark office like <laughs> mm-hmm. um windowless uh dark windowless office because uh they mm-hmm. found that if there was a window it would uh what was it uh, it would kill them <laughs> no, it would distract the employees so that's why the office was in a oh, oh i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. Uh, because of productivity mm-hmm. um which is very much a dig at uh, corporations and capitalism, and I think that's a lot of fun. But really, the mm-hmm. biggest, to, to be honest with you, the only real twist on the vampire lore that I found was the fact that uh, there was a Romanian business college that decided that, uh, <laughs> vampirism was the best thing to fight in a business. Best business solution. <laughs> so, like, that's great, because you know, everyone's available after five. You know, like it's, it's not a nine yeah, yeah. anymore now. It's a five to five. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, or if uh, if there's no windows in the office, it's uh, every time to every yeah, time. You could do 24 hours a day in that place. Exactly, sure. exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah. yeah, I got to kick out. I I do. I think this movie is just a ton of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 not like one of my top top favorite movies of all time, but it's no. definitely one of my one of my favorite like little indie niche movies to revisit and to show people who haven't seen it. It's sort of one of those movies that like I haven't thought of this movie since I first saw it like eight years ago and okay. again today I'm like, Oh my God, this is, you know, it was more fun this time. Like I said, so now mm-hmm. I'm on this kick where it's like, now I need to, to talk to, to more people about this one. Cause I've totally, mm-hmm. I totally forgot how great this, this one was and, and how much I it's, it. it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, and we've kind of gone over, Pretty much the I mean, whole like you thing. Said, I, you I, know, that's the that's I, the thing about this movie is because there isn't a whole lot of mm-hmm. uh, there there isn't a whole lot to go through with it. There's it it doesn't mm-hmm. get any deeper than uh, than what we've already mentioned. That's that's it. It's mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, super yeah, it, superficial. It, it, like, it's surface level, high games. concept. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, but have you ever seen the Night Watchman? That that was the only um the movie. It's no, always I the haven't. same exact movie. Uh, about it, I think it's like a killer clown or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, let me. Uh, three inept night watchmen, aided by a young rookie and a fearless tabloid journalist, fight an epic battle for their lives against a horde of hungry vampires. Yeah. So it's. Huh. It almost feels like the same movie. I remember watching. This came out a couple of years later, and it very much feels like the same movie. Huh. Okay. Uh, okay. If you like if you like Bloodsucking Bastards, uh, check out the Night Watchman. Uh, it's gonna be All right, I'll check rating, it out. Uh, like that we were talking about before, like it's it's a five point four on uh, uh, IMDb. So like I mean, mm-hmm. similar similar style. I don't think it's as funny, uh, but it's uh, same wheelhouse. Okay, cool. I just added it to my uh, to my watch list on Amazon. Yeah. So and that's apparently available. It's on Amazon. It's on Tubi. So, not hard to not hard to find. Yeah, no, I, yeah, well, I I'll definitely check that one out. Bloodsucking bastard. So it was kind of great just to. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. It, I remember when it came out. I was super psyched for it. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, easy, easy purchase cool. for me. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it should go, of course, in the vampire section. You know. 
Not not in alphabetical order. No, I, you, you wouldn't. No, no, not. Transfer it. No, that that would be stupid. So wait, Come are on. your sections set up alphabetically? Like I need. To... <laughs> no, no, no. So 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 within within the subgenres, they're they're just in whatever order I put them in. You know, uh, there there there's no specific order. Beyond subgenres, like once I'm, you get to the subgenre, it's just whatever. I'm gonna get you some like uh, what are the like d- dividers or something for your sections. All right, I'm gonna get like one will have like a little uh, vampire on it, another one will have like a monster. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, this has been fun as always. Yeah, this is, oh, we, I mean, we always have a blast. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about horror movies, like, you know. Yeah. There, there's nothing better to do in the world. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sean, do you do we uh, want to potentially say what we might be doing next time? Or Let's wait until we get some confirmations. We, we might have a okay. episode coming up. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so all right, uh, all right. And if not, we we do something else. And either way, we're still gonna have a good time, and we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about movies. So yeah, exactly. All right. And if you want to find uh, any more of our writings, or I mean, any of our writings <laughs> in the first place, um, harobsessive.com is the place to find them. Anything else? That's it, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to us, and uh, we will see you guys again in two weeks. Bye bye. Bye.